This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. everybody another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King joined here by our recruiting reporter Christian Clemente. The recruiting dead period is coming up pretty soon um, but Christian as you've been telling me Auburn is sort of taking um, a lighter approach as we as we approach the end of the dead period here. They they hit it hard as soon as things opened up, got a ton of people on campus, and now it seems like um, they're sort of winding down toward the finish line. Uh, have, has, it, would you say that's sort of an accurate representation right now of of how they're approaching this thing? And I guess uh, I guess what have sort of your takeaways been from uh, from the last weekend of visitors overall before we before we jump into the individual guys? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it's been um, kind of this whole summer. And you summed it up pretty well, you know, this past week or this past weekend, they hosted their last official visitors um, and they won't have any official visitors this, uh, I guess it's June 23rd weekend. Um, I know some other schools like Florida State back ended their schedule. So they're having a huge weekend at the end of June where that ended up hurting them as some of these guys like Kensley Faustin was on that list and he committed to Auburn. So now he's off that list, but also at, you know, it works out if guys want to commit in July, um, you get them there that last weekend. So just different mindsets, how different schools want to play things. Um, but Auburn kind of front-loaded things a little bit. But even at that, um, the way this summer has worked out, you know, they've only used, I think it's 23 official visits. It's somewhere in the 20s. They haven't used a ton. Like last summer, to be honest, was a little bit more chaotic in terms of actual official visits. Um, Auburn burned through almost all of its official visits in the summer. Um, and granted it was the Brian Horson staff, but it didn't lead to anything really. You got, um, Carmelo English and you got Jeremiah Cobb committed in July, but that was it. And then you had big cat weekend at the end where you picked up a Mon lane and Adrian Bossy for the next class. But if they used all those official visits and it didn't lead to anything, Auburn has used official visits. And so far it led to Kensley Faustin. They didn't even use an official visit and it got, or it led to Bryce Kane, who came in and camped. Um, Joseph Phillips ended up committing, who also has not used his official visit yet, came in for camp, came in for a workout. Um, Auburn staff is saving a lot of its official visits for the fall, saving them for December, a lot closer to when Penn actually goes to paper. Technically, it's all digital now, but closer to when an actual final decision is being made. Um, and so 
know, they brought in some of these guys, a guy that I would point to like Jameson Riggs, Wyatt Simmons, maybe, for example, that want to commit here probably early July or so. Um, we'll talk about that later. So they brought those guys in. Um, but they're saving a lot of these official visits for later on. You know, if they felt like they were in a position where they needed to bring a guy in, they did. I think they felt like they needed to kept, keep putting the gas on a guy like Cam Coleman, for example. So they used their official visit with him, knowing that he's 40 minutes down the road and can make it to just about any game that he wants to. Um, but for a lot of these guys, they saved their official visit. Um, so you know, we'll see how that works out. But it was not as chaotic official visit-wise as it was last year. It was a lot more chaotic. You know, I say chaotic in a good way. Chaotic camp-wise and seven-on-seven tournament-wise than it was last year. I mean, the, the camps were loaded. There was always at least a nice little handful of guys that already had an offer or were going to get offered after that camp. Guys going through workouts like Alvin Henderson, for example. Um, and then, Nathan, you were there for both of the seven-on-seven tournaments. Even the second one where Rain knocked it down to, you know, 16 teams – um, the O-line, D-line camp kind of got canceled, and that was a bit of a mess there. Even that was still loaded with a lot of really good players and a lot of good teams. So overall, it was a different summer um, than previously under Hartson, um, but I would say that in a good way. I think they did a pretty good job of getting their guys on campus and making some positive moves. We spoke um, last week about the seven-on-sevens and how talented they were. Of course, Jason made the comment that, one of the first seven on seven camps with some of the best talent he's ever seen um, in terms of a recruiting day uh, on campus. There was a lot of talent, bunch of blue chip guys on campus this past weekend. Want to touch on at least some of those official visitors um, that came in because you were talking about earlier, you know, that they're, they're not going to use a bunch more of those. It's about to go dead. Um, this was kind of the last big weekend for them um, before obviously the, the dead period will end later on in July. I wanted to start with somebody who got a lot of social media buzz and that's five-star Alabama receiver commit Perry Thompson. He's a guy that you have said for a while now, you felt like Auburn was doing a really good job of pushing. He had come to some camps. Um, he had, he had continued to develop a, a good relationship with Marcus Davis, who by the way is, is doing a great job on the recruiting trail right now, you spoke with him after his official visit to Auburn. Some people were jumping to conclusions. Um, there was a lot of buzz on social media, even from some Auburn players kind of tweeting stuff out. Uh, of course, Auburn would love to flip Perry Thompson and, and he seems like a flip candidate. Um, but give us the, give us the facts right now on, on what's going on in his recruitment and, uh, and what to look out for in, in the near future from him. Yeah. I mean, it's, he said it, it's pretty much a true 50, 50 battle right now. And that's how I felt. And that's how Jason felt as well going into the weekend, going into that visit. And, you know, I talked to him afterwards and he said, he said, Auburn's on top. And we're like, okay, so you're still coming to Alabama, but Auburn's on top. And he's like, yeah, we're like, well, do you, would you prefer Auburn on top or neck and neck? He's like, we'll, we'll go with neck and neck. So it, it may even be Auburn is leading right now um, in that recruitment, but it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's a battle. And seeing this movie before, there's a reason I said it on the board. There's a reason I'm not putting a flip prediction in or anything like that because Auburn has always struggled to flip Alabama commits. But this is one that Auburn really feels like it has some positive traction with. You know, this is the number 14 player in the class, number four wide receiver in the country. Didn't even have an offer from the previous staff. Um, the new staff comes in and offers him. I'm looking at his 24-7 sports timeline right now. Offer him January 11th. He visits January 14th. Back again, March 15th, 
back again March 27th, back again for A-Day on April 8th, and then he's back on Thursday for the 7-on-7 seven -seven tournament, goes back to Foley, and then turns around and comes back on Friday through Sunday for his, for his official visit. So he's been on campus a ton, and those are just the times we know. One of those spring visits, he actually just – he was with some of his teammates at Georgia Tech for a visit, um, and he texted, he texted some staffer, and he said, hey, you know, I'm going to see you guys real soon. And they're like, yeah, you know, we'll see you soon. Like, looking forward to seeing you. And he showed up 15 minutes later on his way back from Georgia Tech to catch the end of Auburn's practice um, and to hang out with the staff a little bit more. So this is a guy who probably has snuck in that building once or twice more than we even know about um, for a visit. So he's definitely, you know, it's not, it's not him trolling. It's not him. In my opinion, it's not him bidding up NIL. I think he has serious interest. He just really needs to feel things out. He needs to feel out Auburn. He needs to feel out if he's comfortable um, like he is, uh, like he was, and he currently still is comfortable at Alabama. So he kind of has to feel that out and see where things stand. Um, you know, as things go, I've mentioned it on the board and people have talked about it on the board a lot. Moving forward, the biggest thing to keep an eye on is going to be that last weekend in July. Alabama has its barbecue event um, and Auburn has Big Cat Weekend. Where did Barry Thompson go? He said he wants to finalize things and totally shut things down a week before his season. Now, granted, whichever way it goes, the other school is not going to stop pushing. You know, it'll keep going. Even if he wants to totally finalize things, maybe he'll stop answering calls and texts as often, but the other school is not going to give up. But wherever he's at that last weekend in July could be a pretty good indicator um, of where things stand in terms of you know where he ends up. So we'll see. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say like 51-49 Auburn. I think Auburn has the momentum right now, but this is something that changes daily, changes hourly. You know, it's Wednesday. We just talked to him Sunday. Things could have changed from Sunday to Wednesday now. That's just the way things go. Um, but Auburn definitely feels good about where it stands after this past weekend um, and the move that they kind of made there. So we'll see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Yeah, and, I, and like what you said, I mean, not to be pessimistic about the situation, but we have seen this movie before. We've seen it to very extreme extents with Auburn feeling like it's got guys all the way up until signing day. Um, you know, that happened That happened this past signing day where Auburn felt like uh, felt like they were going to land a player at the last minute. So, again, not to, be, not to be pessimistic, but, you know, Alabama does historically do a very good job of closing on the recruits. Um, it really wants. And, you know, you, you rarely see a bunch of flips from guys who are at the top of their boards. Um, and like you said, no matter what happens here, you know, he's going to shut it down in August. He says, like you said, that's going to keep on, 
the other the other program is going to keep on pushing over the next few months um, leading up to signing it. But they, you know, they always say track the visits. That's that's kind of the number one thing. This is a this is a glorified example of that number one because you're talking about how many. I was just talking about Marcus Davis. How many times he's been on campus um, with Marcus Davis over the past few months, and then the best example, like you said, end of July, Big Cat weekend's really big for Auburn where he goes there you're you're right that is going to be really huge and uh in seeing where things might be trending for him at that point um we'll, we'll finish up the official visitors from this past weekend christian it was uh not only did they get a bunch of really good offensive linemen on campus they were from all over i mean we're not just yes. talking about auburn's immediate recruiting footprint you know they've got guys like like a khalil house um, I saw that I saw that John Wayne Oliver was a, uh, committed to Ole Miss. He was kind of a guy that was, that was on their board a little bit. But they've they've got a bunch of offensive linemen from this area. Um, but they're they were kind of re- stretching their recruiting chops a little bit, bringing in uh, bringing in a bunch of offensive linemen from across the country. And um, these were some of the most talented names in terms of their offensive line uh, recruiting ratings for the for the twenty four class. Yeah, it was uh, it was from all over the place. Uh, I was talking with someone um, at the seven on seven camp from a, another school, actually. You know, other schools are. Uh, Auburn collaborates with other schools, um, local schools that are able to come out and watch some camps and stuff like that. Uh, when I was talking with someone and they were saying, you know, I don't know how they're going to balance having an offensive lineman from Texas, an offensive lineman from California, an offensive lineman from Hawaii, one from Georgia, um, two from Georgia. That's, that's how it rounded out. So there was a ton from all over the place. Um, and the way you kind of first, you have to look at how did they even get here? You know, why is Auburn recruiting a Hawaii offensive lineman? Why is Auburn recruiting a California offensive lineman? Well, for both of those guys, there's connections. For Preston Tawamua, the offensive lineman from Hawaii, it's Ben Agamala, the tight ends coach for Auburn. Um, his brother lives in Hawaii, um, and I believe it's Coach Ben is from Samoa, and I think it's Preston's dad is also from Samoa. So there's a connection there. You know, Preston said he felt, after his visit, he said he felt comfortable in Auburn. He felt comfortable with Ben Agamow. He felt like he could actually kind of fit in here, even though he's so far away from home. As for DeAndre Carter, um, the massive offensive lineman from California, Nathan, you might have to look him up because I don't remember his major goals off the top of my head, but he is a large human being. Um, His family, part of his dad's side of the family is from Birmingham. So he is, he's been to the state of Alabama before he's familiar with the state. So six foot four, 340 pounds is what we have him at. Yeah, that'll do it. He was probably closer to like 6'5". When I saw him, he's probably grown a little bit. So huge offensive lineman. But he's got, again, he's got connections. Um, Casey Pose, you know, he's from Texas. That's not too far out of the recruiting footprint. So when you look at, you know, DeAndre Carter and Preston, you have to look at how did they end up here. Casey Poe, it's not too far out of the recruiting footprint. He's a guy that Auburn has kind of prioritized for a while. But I really think that Preston Taumua and DeAndre Carter are two of Auburn's, you know, top-tier offensive line targets. If I had to put three at the very top, and this might be surprising because it doesn't include Casey Poe, I think the three at the top for Auburn are Preston Taumua, DeAndre Carter, and then Daniel Calhoun, who had visited the week before. Those are really three of their top-tier guys. And then they really like Jamison Riggs. He's probably just barely below. Same with Casey Poe. Um, and both of those guys are on campus. And then you mentioned Khalil House, who we expect to join the class here pretty soon. So it was a delicate balance. Um, of trying to make sure that guys got attention with the offensive line staff. But they also sold them on, hey, we're going to lose a lot of guys again and because Avery Jones is going to be gone. Gunnar Britton's going to be gone. Dylan Wade, realistically, could be a one-and-done guy to go to the NFL as a guard. 
and Jaden Muskrat doesn't have a lot of eligibility left. Cam Stutz is going to be gone. A lot of these guys are going to be gone soon. So they pitch them on as, hey, we need all of you guys, and we need all of you guys next year. And if you're not starting next year, you can be starting the year after that. We need you guys right now. Um, so Auburn pitched it as, hey, here's your offensive line of the future, and we need all of you guys. Um, and I think it worked out pretty well, actually. It definitely worked out for Khalil House because you know, we expect him to join the class, um, and it should happen within the next couple of weeks here. He said he wants to commit this week, um, but I talked to him yesterday, and he said probably next week, which I think is June 30th. He was aiming for that Friday, um, which could be a start off a pretty big week there for Auburn. I think they want some fireworks there around July 4th. There's a couple other names too, but overall it was, there was a lot of, lot of offensive line talent on campus all at once, which is something that Auburn fans are not overly used to, um, but definitely something good. Uh, wonderfully executed fireworks pun, by the way, I did almost, almost slipped right past me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's the way you have to approach this. If you're Auburn looking at, the future of the offensive line you wanted to kind of blow that situation up because you know haven't had a guy drafted since 2018 it's pretty much been since then that Auburn has had any sort of consistency along the offensive line and you're looking at all these transfers they bought they brought in this year after that kind of setting them up for success building a good foundation of recruiting um, it's a necessity because they can't keep doing this over and over again um, you know this this sort of patchwork along the off it'll be difficult to land I think all three of those guys that are starting or that start in spring practice were all in the top 10 of, uh, of 24 sevens transfer rankings in terms of. You, yeah. You, you, you just can't, you can't count on the transfer portal, especially at tackle. Um, there, there's only a couple of those guys in the portal every year And Auburn got really lucky that they managed you know, Dylan Wade, one of the absolute top tier offensive tackles and Gunnar Britton, one of the pretty high tier offensive tackles. You can't count on landing one, even especially two of those guys out of the portal every single year. Yeah. Well, and, and your number one rated player, not you know, the 24 seven rankings aren't everything, but your best player in the portal, according to the 24 sevens transfer rankings was Avery Jones, your center. And so, like you said, not going to be able to count on that every year. Um, Christian, we will, we'll leave the people with this um, because I'm wondering as well, kind of wanted to pick your brain when things do go dead, where are your feelers going to be? What are you going to be paying attention to? Not, necess- not necessarily like who do you expect to commit, you know, who, who are you going to have on commitment watch, um, but just for you, you know, from a reporting perspective and, and where you're going to be keeping your eyes open, kind of tell us, you know, where you're going to be ca- keeping your ear to the ground until things come, come open again. Because obviously it does get a lot quieter. Like we were talking about earlier this week, like coaches go on vacation, they need this time off. Like it's not going to be, you know, as, as hardcore there, it is kind of going to get a lot lighter but there is the potential, like you said, in the, in the coming weeks for, for a bunch of good news for Auburn. Yeah, it'll be – a lot of it will be Big Cat weekend, you know, who starts to confirm that they're coming. Is Cam Coleman going to be there? Perry Thompson's obviously the huge one. That's the one that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Um, honestly, all the way until Big Cat, because he could say he's going to Alabama's thing, he could say he's going to Auburn's thing, and then show up at the other one that day. So who knows what will happen there. So a lot, of, a lot of questions will be about who's showing up to Big Cat um, and kind of where things go from here. But then I'm also going to be – I'm going to be watching these wild cards quite a bit. I talked about um, Jamison Riggs, talked about Wyatt Simmons. Those are two really, really quiet kids that don't really do interviews at all. And Jamison Riggs declined to interview um, after he left on Sunday, which is fine. Um, and Wyatt Simmons talks about him a little bit. One of the most interesting recruits um, in the country who literally created his Twitter last month, um, put out a highlight reel. It was titled Football. 
um, and then got 20 plus offers in the span of like a week. Um, and Josh Aldridge actually played for his dad, um, Paul Simmons at Harding University. Um, and so, you know, he's really quiet. He doesn't even have any like tweets on Twitter. Um, he's very, very old school. So he's a guy that's just going to tweet committed and it's, it's going to be like a note page and it's, it's just going to be like committed to Auburn. It's literally um, going to be a picture of a notebook. It's not even a screenshot. It'll be a, it'll be a <laughs> physical notebook from like his science class. Yeah. Yeah. If we even get that, it, he might not even tweet it out. He might just end up signing somewhere in December and no one will ever know, but he's one of those wild cards that I think could pop really at any moment. Um, you know, already talked about some of the other guys extensively on the board that I think Auburn could pick up here pretty soon. Um, I think DJ Barber is a really strong candidate, the linebacker at a Clay Chalkville. He called Auburn his leader recently. Don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Uh, I think he's a really strong candidate to commit on July 4th. Same goes for Jalen Crawford, um, the DB out of Parkview. That's pretty much down to Auburn, LSU, and Florida. I think he's another strong candidate to commit on July 4th. Malik Blockton has a commitment date set for July 8th. Um, so that would be a little bit after July 4th. And he's down to Auburn and Texas. He's obviously the younger brother of Marcus Harris. Um, I have crystal balls in for all three of those guys. Same goes for Khalil House, who I talked about could be June 30th. That's tentative, though. He's not really locked in on that. So maybe he could end up closer to July 4th as well. Like this Auburn staff definitely understands, you know, they picked up some June commitments. I think they want to pick up some commitments as the dead period kind of gets rolling there. Um, as it really gets started the first week of July. And then they start game planning for a huge big cat um, to try and pick up a couple more there at the end of July as well. You know, a guy like five-star linebacker, Marcus Riddick, who Jason had a fantastic interview with um, after the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. He's going to make his final decision between Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn July 26th. So that'd be right before big cat. Can Auburn pull off a big one there? Um, Casey Poe is going to decide on July 12th. Caleb Odom wants to decide by the end of July. I mean, one way or the other, we're going to have a really good picture of where Auburn's recruiting stands once Big Cat comes to a close, kind of a week after Big Cat. You know, some of those kids might commit during Big Cat, and then they want to get their graphics made. They want to have a ceremony at their school or whatever. You know, JT Hart did something similar last year. So give it about a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks after Big Cat, and then let's really see where Auburn stands. You know, they're at eight right now. Predict them to get nine here pretty soon in Khalil House. Can they get to like 15 by the time the season starts? I don't think that's out of the question. I think Auburn's certainly in a good spot to really start filling out its class a little bit more. Yeah, and of course, like you've mentioned, Big Cat will be – Big Cat will be, you know, for lack of a better phrase, big for them, like it always is. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how this staff handles it. You know, you go back to Brian Harson. obviously Big Cat you know, got, got re-upped for them. Um, you know, I, I was around for several years of watching Gus Malzahn. So it'll be interesting to see how this staff um, approaches what is their signature. You see it all across the country. Everybody's got their name for, for what their big weekend is. And uh, like you said, the timing of Auburn's is going to be interesting. Um, I'm also going to be watching. I hadn't really thought about that. Hadn't, hadn't picked your brain about, um, you know, the visit timeline. That is interesting as well to see how that maybe pays off um, for Auburn. Of course, Hugh Freeze knows what he's doing in terms of recruiting in the SEC. Um, and whatever whatever he did in the past at Ole Miss that got him what three top twelve classes, um, if he can translate that to Auburn, then they'll they'll be in a good spot. Uh, before we let y'all go, wanted to wanted to plug the promo on the site real quick because everything that Christian has run through has been covered extensively, both in VIP stories on our website um, and on the message board where you can find 
Christian posting about recruiting stuff every single day. So uh, we still have a promo running. It's 50% off until June 29th. Um, so go lock that in, you guys. Um, like we always tell people, be sure to take advantage of these um, because if you don't, then you're missing out. And if you subscribe for a lot more money, then you're just missing out. So uh, definitely come join us. It's been a lot of fun. Um, 50% off. You guys just go auburnundercover.com. You'll see it on the homepage. You can just click on that and uh, and give us a try. You know, you can always just give us a try and uh, and back out later. But uh, we think if you guys jump in, then uh, then you won't be disappointed. So I, I think you'll get your money's worth in the month of July alone, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, you heard it there first, folks. And, you know, this is – It'll again, it's an annual subscription, so it'll get you covered till this time next year. So we're talking all of the first football season under Hugh Freeze, all of next year's basketball season for uh, for Bruce Pearl and the Tigers, and recruiting getting rolling again next summer. So uh, you can kind of project forward and think about how much that's going to get you covered. So anyway, appreciate everybody for joining us today. Appreciate Christian for being here. Um, if you guys did enjoy the pod, leave us a five star review. It's the number one thing that helps us out. Bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.